Hey everybody, this is Chase, one of your co-hosts, and this week we have a special episode for you. We've decided to release the second episode we ever recorded, which we did on In the Mouth of Madness, directed by John Carpenter. Now you may have listened to our previous uh, episode, Castle Freak, which was uh, the first episode we ever recorded. So... This is kind of the follow-up to that, and we recorded a few more after this as well before we reset and kind of rebranded a little bit. But we thought we couldn't let this episode go to waste because it was just too much fun. So we hope that you enjoy, and thank you for listening. Bye! Episode two. Hi guys, welcome. <laughs> your uh, your host tonight and all nights will be me, Chase, Chase Cummins. My name is Alan Lusbrock. We forgot to introduce ourselves in the first episode, so if you're one of the rare people who listened to this from the beginning, you now know our names. Those are our names now. They're probably not on the front artwork. Um, we forgot to do that as well. <laughs> We've got our shit together. Yeah, I promise. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, so did you watch anything this week that uh, really stood out to you? I don't think I watched anything this week, but I watched Blade Runner. Yes. And I've watched some other, I feel like most of the things that I've watched have been with you lately. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah, just kind of new stuff, you know. Um, well, how'd you like Blade Runner? Blade Runner was amazing. Blade Runner 2049. Blade Runner 2049 was <laughs> fucking fantastic. Yeah. It's a really good film. And um, if you haven't seen it, I guess don't listen to this, because we're going to talk about it a little bit, I guess, right? Yeah, I would like to. I haven't talked about you to you with it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have um, not talked to you about it either, and yeah. I have also seen Blade Runner in the last six days. Yeah. And it was fucking awesome. And yeah. I'd say the sound design was a little much. <laughs> I don't know. It was loud. It, it was, was definitely. So... You see it in IMAX? Yes, I saw it in IMAX. Did you? Yeah, I saw it in IMAX for sure. Yeah, and it was like... I liked it. My chair would shake in certain scenes. And there like, were some points where I was like, all right. I, it was interesting. I, I watched like the last hour of Blade Runner. The before. original? Yeah, because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to watch the whole thing, but like, I remember what happens. Let's just watch the last hour, get this shit set up <laughs> for uh, you know the next one. So I did that. Hardly any music in the original Blade Runner. There's very, it's There's very like, sparse. It's, it's, you know, you watched the final cut, right? I don't even fucking know. I, I know I didn't... Uh, it wasn't the one with Harrison Ford monologue. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... Yeah, that's good. It's yeah. the, the one you definitely don't want to watch. Because I don't know if I've... I know I've seen that one. And I feel like I've seen it when it was on TV or something. That's how I've seen it. Yeah. And I don't know if the first time I ever watched it was with that or not. My first time was definitely not with the voiceover. When I heard the voiceover, I was like... 
fuck this. That was this is terrible. Well, this is really even the same movie. Silly. <laughs> well, okay, Harrison Ford intentionally did, did bad, bad. Yeah. so they wouldn't use it, and then they did anyway. They did anyway, which is such <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> well, and the end of the movie's different. Like they like ride away together, and you know that footage of them driving off isn't even from the Blade Runner like crew. They bought it from The Shining, and it was unused footage of the beginning of The Shining. What? Yeah, that footage of them driving off at the end of the theatrical cut of Blade Runner. That's how it ends, like, like drive off in the sunset. It was like that helicopter footage. That, Jack Nicholson's in the car. <laughs> yeah. Whoever drove that car when they shot that in The Shining. Yeah. It's not even shot for the same movie. That's weird. Yeah. What the fuck? It's a terrible ending. Thanks, Ridley. <laughs> that was not Ridley Scott's fault. <laughs> uh, Ridley Scott is to blame for a lot of different things. I mean, he's made some terrible decisions <laughs> in the past. But not that. But not that one. <laughs> All right. Right on. Um, but Blade Runner 2049 kept the same kind of like pace and feeling of the original. Yeah, noir detective. While also like doing a very good job of being a very different film and like. Yeah, I, I like the story. Doing its own thing, you know. I was like really surprised when, spoiler alert, that Ryan Gosling was a replicant like right off the bat. Oh yeah, immediately I was, like, you're like, you, it's like they kept that sure. like well like guarded secret right there. That <laughs> yeah. was like a twist right in the fucking ten minute first ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, because you would not think that, but it makes sense watching the trailer again when he's just like yeah. so stoic the whole time. Yeah, it's because he's a fucking it's like a biological robot. Yeah. So. <laughs> skin job, but uh, yeah. That scene, best scene, <laughs> Which in my eyes, was uh, that scene when he, when she gets the hooker, when Joy gets Dude, the hooker. Dude, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw, okay, I got out of the theater, and I literally said to Jordan, I was like, if Alan sees this movie, that's going to be his favorite part, because that was my favorite part. It was amazing. And I was like, how did they even do it that? It was fucking beautiful. It was fantastic. And, like, in so many different ways. Oh, I know. Visually, emotionally, like everything. Oh my god, it looked so, so good too. I was like, so, oh, that was like a jaw dropper. Yeah, it was very, very good. And they like they didn't like just cheap out on it. It wasn't like, oh, that was really cool, but it only lasted for a couple minutes. Yeah. It was like that. You got the full sequence. <laughs> like you saw that to its like that story arc to its conclusion, and it was so perfectly executed. God, it felt so good yeah, watching yeah. it. It yeah. was amazing. I loved it. Um, probably next favorite, like very close, but like that was just too fucking good. Um, is the scene where he finally gets to the hotel and he's looking around. And oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. Uh, I think R.A. Right, has seen Harrison Ford and he goes they into that the, place. And the lights turn and off. And the lights and turn the off. And Elvis band starts playing and oh, the holograms. God. Yeah. All the holograms just like glitching going on and off that was tense it was tense i loved it it was so fucking awesome it was too. great that whole movie was a, a masterwork like that didn't didn't is i guess it's denis villeneuve or however it's pronounced fucking amazing yeah like i've not seen a movie by him that is not awesome in some way what did he do again i, I know i've looked it up like I the ones it up i've like, seen are prisoners 
Enemy, Sicario, Sicario, Arrival. I haven't seen Enemy. I've heard Enemy's great. Oh, I love Enemy. It's weird. I yeah. love it. It's like, like Prisoners, Sicario, and even Arrival are relatively big budget, almost blockbuster, but like way more artful. Uh, but like narrative driven, like straight laced. Stri- like they, they, <laughs> you know what they are when like what you're getting into. Like it tells it tells a story, and it, like they're not conventional, but they are kind of conventional. Um, that's a whole thing, but like, enemy is this whole other, it's like thing. It's like it's like the double. Have you ever seen the double or read the double, the Dostoevsky thing? So it's just like you find your doppelganger basically, and you have completely opposing personalities, and you like switch places. But it gets way more experimental than that, and there's like. I don't know. It's a it's a ex, almost experimental like art house film. Nice. Yeah, and it came out right in between uh, Sicario and Prisoners. So. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was like maybe like an earlier one. Oh, it came out after Prisoners, so he just like took a like a break from what he was doing in Prisoners and what he ended up doing in Sicario and made some weird like, kind of trippy art house horror movie. Fuck yeah! It's That's really awesome. cool. I didn't watch that. Yeah, you should see it. <laughs> What, uh, is there anything that, like, stuck out in Blade Runner to you? Like, besides those? Besides those two sequences? <laughs> those are obviously um, amazing. I loved the world building that they continued to do. Um, honestly, people complaining about it, I actually really liked the, like, Sean Young. Uh, it wasn't really a cameo, but, like, the young Sean Young they brought back, that whole scene where he... Jared Leto kills her in front of Harrison Ford, mm-hmm. and like I loved that whole sequence. Like, yeah, narratively, I know it like hinges a lot on people seeing the first movie and understanding what went on in that. But. Yeah, but it, it, I don't know. I think they did a good job with it because there's a lot of this, you know, bringing, you know, yeah, bringing actors, actors back from the dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I like the way they did that because it was like really she was strange. supposed to be like a clone. Exactly. Her, so, so it wasn't a perfect. It like made and, a lot more sense. So like you didn't have to look. Exactly well, and he points out look it looked really good. It looked really good. <laughs> yeah. But that it looked really good. But you could tell it wasn't her oh, just a little bit. But then he points Harrison Ford points it out. And he's like, "You got her wrong. Like her eyes aren't even the same color. Yeah. Like this is just like a shadow of who Rachel actually was." And then they fucking kill her right in front of him. And that was like, and that was an intense kill. Yeah, it was like I was not expecting it to just be so brutal. Yeah, damn. Yeah, and it was great. I read online that Sean Young actually coached the stand-in actress on how to like act like her. Like she was involved in it. Like the actual Sean Young was involved in it and like coached the actual actress. How I don't know how true that is, but that's what I read. And then they used digital CGI or whatever, just touching up. But they made her try and look like Sean Young. And that's what I said when we left the movie. I was like, that had to have been a stand-in that they just used some like some digital yeah, touch-ups too. I feel like that's what I've heard like they usually do yeah or something like it that. just they did a good I thought they did a decent job with it and they like le- kind of like narratively leaned into it not it's not going to look perfect yeah and they did that they did that well yeah they did very well <laughs> and I really like that uh, I love the end of it like the way we follow uh Ryan Gosling and there's like a huge portion of the movie you're like it's going to be a son he's his son yeah and they got yeah. me to think that that was actually yeah, what was for going sure. like but it felt it did feel too easy though I was, I was, well, yeah. was kind of like, huh, that's kind of, all right, well. 
we already know like that's but the way they built it up they did a good enough job to where i even if that would had been the only thing and there wasn't the real twist at the end and he was a son i was okay with it yeah like at the point when i I was okay with it i was like they earned that storyline but then the way that they like flipped it around and i don't know it was just like so well yeah executed (laughs) oh man and like just from that one scene of her watching his memory you know yeah. She says it's real. And I'm yeah. like, oh shit, that Dude, is such I, a good twist. It was so good. And I misread the scene because I I honestly thought that, that was Gosling's like Exactly. Yeah. They did it very they did it so well, well though. Like it was Gosling's like, like huge like anger reaction. Like that gave me some chills. I was like, that's I don't know. I know that's kind of his MO. He's like really stoic and then he has these big bursts of emotions. I mean he did in Only God Forgives. He kinda does it in Drive. Like he does it a lot, but like it, it, it's so good. Like I love it. <laughs> yeah, and she also like her when when she's introduced, like the effects in this movie are just fucking amazing. They really are. Like, they the world looks so it was so immersive and so true to what the original was. There's like scenes in the original. I know you're not a big, the biggest fan of the original, <laughs> but there's scenes in the original like where Rucker Howard's walking down the street and he's about to go into like the eye store, I think is the scene. And the streets are kind of empty and there's people milling about and then this like line of men on bicycles in like traditional Chinese like Buddhist monk clothes with the big like round straw hat things. And they just like ride through these pillars that are in the street and it's like, and there's fog going through and just like, I love those details of like the atmosphere that they have in the original and this movie in 2049 captured that like the, those that amount of detail yeah. to the just like the street walking. But that's what Blade Runner is to me, like because it's like <laughs> I like those aspects very yeah. much. Th- that's awesome. Like I'm totally about that. That's what I think Blade Runner is like when I'm like. Watch Blade Runner. It's like you just I want can, to see something really pretty and like yeah, well, des- well designed. I can watch it. <laughs> I like the story too, but really, what makes Blade Runner so good, in my opinion, is you're sitting there watching all and you're seeing these just beautiful set pieces mm. like over and over and over again. And what I like, what I prefer about the original, and, and not shitting on 2049 about because they it's its own thing and it did it really really well but I love about the original is like the way they used the Bradbury building and just trashed the shit out of it it made it look like this apocalyptic like apartment complex and like and just the look of that and the Deckard's apartment which is huge and has those these those weird bricks that are like like all the squares are in them and it's just so weird and that was like a real place and the way they use that like atmosphere and they just have like the Venetian blinds and the fog and like all the lighting and like Nothing can beat that. Like all yeah. the practical, like that was all was there. There was no CGI or anything. That was just what it looked like in that room. And they like used camera tricks and lighting tricks, and like it's just beautiful to yeah, look it's at. It's amazing. It's oh, fucking gorgeous. Yeah, it is a piece of art. Yeah, like. it's, and it has this like old school like you're watching like an old film noir, like a nineteen like old school 1947, 1948 film noir, or like the Maltese Falcon or something. It has that like pacing to it and it's true to those kinds of stories and I love those movies so like just love that yeah so I, I mean for me when I sit down and watch Blade Runner it's just like I'm just watching something that's like slow and pretty and like sultrying and like it's like I don't know it almost feels like a bygone era but it's a futuristic movie so it just I love it and 2049 did like extrapolate on that yeah. so well 
Well, it's just so great that a lot of sequels these days, if, if there's that big of a gap, it's usually very like, you have to, you know, remain true and like try to please your fans or whatever. But like Blade Runner is a very different film for like fans and things like that. It's well, not, its fans you know, are like diehard fans. and Yeah, but there's also, you know, Blade Runner's not like... It's big, but it's not like this huge thing that no, everyone's a, like. It's a cult. Oh, we all love Blade, Blade Runner. Runner. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like Star Wars. It's not Star Wars. Yeah. So or Indiana like, Jones or anything like that. Yeah. It's yeah. like this. It's like got these like pockets of people that love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it opens up the room to like do something like that instead of just having another fucking like action movie. Rucker Howard like oh, yeah. character yeah. with yeah. like. You know, four more androids that are gonna kill Ryan Gosling. Well, and I'm glad that they didn't do that because Rucker Howard, Roy Batty, is the best part of oh, Blade he's, Runner. He's the best. It's the best. And then that line at the end is like, that's that is the best scene in the like the whole series. Just like that moment is like it's so good. The trilogy. The trilogy. The no, trilogy. That was another one. Uh, I don't think. I don't think. I would <laughs> no. be so upset. <laughs> Just keep on going. Um. But the, the Roy Batty stuff is great, and I'm glad that they didn't replicate that. Uh, they just did their own. They did this whole original story. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I, I, I actually enjoyed the choice to have Jared Leto be this really passive villain and not really be in it that much. Yeah. And it wasn't about him anyways. And he, he would have existed in that world, and he filled a certain role, and it made sense for him to be there. But I'm glad that they didn't, like make him the, like, like it's him versus them kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. It was much more, like complex and psychological and and he was doing some crazy shit yeah and like his motivations made sense though and like he was a little like his his uh i, I loved how it was like in a gray area like he what was he a bad guy or was he just like a self-serving capitalist like i mean both kind of yeah. but he he didn't even do that much fucked up stuff except for the threatening of torturing harrison ford and bring the sean young thing out and that's like a little immoral but like other than that, what villainous role did he have except for just being, like, creepy? <laughs> he, said, he, said, he did some villainous shit, though. Killing that girl. Well, you know, girl. The new model. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that whole sequence, like, he's checking out a product. Like, he's treating it like product. Chase. I don't, like, I don't know. I don't know. He's just checking out the merchandise, nice. and he didn't like what he saw, and it has feelings, and he killed it. Yeah, but he gives them the feelings, and it's that's the whole beauty of Blade Runner. You get into the conversation about oh. what's free free will, and yeah, what makes things alive. So you're on God's you're on God's side. He <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> I just I appreciated the way they handled him as a villain. <laughs> yeah, he was a pretty great villain, and uh, because of all of this. Hopefully the movie will make some money. I know it's not doing great at the box office, but it's already it's not made budget back. It's only made like forty million dollars, and it has like a hundred and eighty-five million dollar budget. Really? Yeah. Oh my god! It's really. I looked at something wrong then. Huh? I looked at something wrong. It said what the budget was, but I don't. Even, I don't even want to say it. <laughs> what, what did you? What did you hear the budget was? I heard it was like thirty-eight million or something like that. No way. Yeah, I, I mean, no I'd way. Probably, yeah, probably not. <laughs> but I like saw this in. That's what it made. That's all it made. Thirty-eight million was like what its box office weekend is. I don't know what the fuck I looked at then. Oh. Come on, Blade Runner. <laughs> Make some money, because then we'll get Dune. 
by Denny oh, Villeneuve. Yeah. The guy oh, who made that shit. movie can do Dune next. Just got to make a little money. See, the thing is that making a three-hour sequel for a movie... That, that was only two hours long. That not everybody... And not everyone likes. You know, is about... It's a gamble for sure. Like, but he did a good job, and it's getting like he did a great, great reviews. He did a great fucking job, but yeah. it doesn't cut down those three hours, and a lot of people are but, not about that shit. Yeah, they're they're wrong in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion, you're just missing out. Yeah, I it's, know a lot. It's of, like going to a concert. That movie is like an experience. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just I going want, to the movies. Which is what I want. Yeah. You know, for sure. If it's like you know three hours of trash, that sucks. But it's not. Yeah. And it was like, to me, it was like when I was a kid going to see the new Lord of the Rings movie in theaters. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I compared it to a couple of people. I was like, it must have been what going to see Lawrence of Arabia was like the first time it came out in like the 60s or whatever, <laughs> 50s, whenever the movie came out. But like, it, it was epic and it was grand and the only way to see it was on the big screen and it made you feel something else. Yeah. Yeah, there are plenty of movies that just deserve like to be seen. On such a big screen, you know, it's just yeah. not the same otherwise. But and not every movie not is like that, thing. yeah. And not even, the, I wouldn't even say the new Marvel movies hit the kind of like grandness that Blade Runner, that Blade Runner movie Yeah, you could definitely feel. go without, you know. You could you could wait and you'd probably still feel the same. Yeah. But I know a lot of people, there's a lot of podcasts that I listen to where people talk about movies and they just complain, they're like, man, this fucking movie, like. It's too long, it's yeah. It's too long, I'm not going to go see it. Yeah. <laughs> People don't want to sit there for that long. I, I guess I get it. I mean, I get it, but like, yeah, I'm not like it that. sucks to me. Yeah, it's I'm not like that. Yeah. Oh. Whatever. Mm. Their loss. <laughs> Their loss. I guess. I just want I want more from that guy. So from that director. Yeah. I want to yeah. see some more. Some some Dune. I want to see some Dune, man. Fuck yes. I'm ready. I'm ready for a good Dune. <laughs> I'm ready for a good Dune. I can't even watch David Lynch's Dune. No. I really can't. It's not fun. It's kind of fun, just not the kind of fun I want in a Dune movie. No, yeah, there are some silly parts. He just looks like the main character it looks like Eric Foreman the whole time. Yeah, young Kyle MacLachlan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> they need to get him and Topher Grace to be in like a Portlandia episode together. Yeah, for sure. That would be great. That would be great. Um, oh. Other than that, I've just been watching The Deuce, which I haven't seen a new episode of you. Yeah, I did. Oh, shit. It's good. You know, <laughs> the Deuce is awesome. And Curb Your Enthusiasm. Curb Your Enthusiasm, and that's pretty much it. Did you like the new episode? Yeah, it's it's so funny, man. <laughs> <laughs> Give me that pickle jar. It's <laughs> <That's> so good. <laughs> it's amazing. It's hilarious. Um, I tried to start watching Dark Man. Mm. Have you watched that? Mm-mm. Okay. Um, it's I I did not get very far, and I didn't stop for any reason other than I was just tired. Um, but it looks pretty like silly. And I was watching some like review on Blade, and then they started talking about all <laughs> these like Man. Marvel comic. I mean, uh, like just comic book wait, movies that dar- came wait, out. Wait, Dark Man like the Sam Raimi. Yes. I have seen Liam Dark Eason. Man. Yeah, I have seen Dark Man. It is very fun. It is a very fun movie. Yeah, I need to watch it. I like that movie. 
I remember what I lived with my parents still when I watched that. It was a couple years ago. Yeah. And I was like bored one afternoon. I was like, I'm gonna watch Dark Man because I don't have a job or anything else to do. <laughs> it's very like all the scenes are so Sam Raimi. You know, yeah, it's like, it's like watching. It's really like watching like a precursor to the Spider-Man movie. They're very exaggerated and awesome. And I love I love that shit. Yeah. It's so. Funny. It's very comic booky. Yeah. I have seen Dark. That's a great movie. Um, well, this week I. God, I've watched so much. Oh my God. And I'm not going to, I'll just name drop some of it. I watched the um, entire Fast and the Furious franchise. What? Uh, this weekend. And, how, and your overall review. Um, it gets better as it goes along. <laughs> That's good, I guess. <laughs> um, by the time you get to Furious 7, it's having a good time. It's like watching a superhero movie. But uh, all the peop- uh, all the villains are people and... You know, it's just like crazy like stunt work and instead yeah. of like aliens and shit, I kind of liked it better than the last couple Marvel movies. Um, honestly, I thought I was going to hate it, but James Wan directed the seventh one. It was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, the eighth one I fell asleep in um, seemed kind of fun. It's pretty long too, isn't it? It's like two and a half hours long. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck they... That, that movie made almost a billion dollars. <laughs> but... It's just action for two and a half hours. Like, ridiculous action. That's what, I'm like glad that they just leaned into it. And they're like, we're going to drop, literally drop cars from airplanes and let them parachute to the ground and just start, just start driving and like drive off cliffs and dri- like, like what? <laughs> drive off of an airplane. It's a and fucking fall. Hot Wheels movie. It's a Hot Wheels movie <laughs> with fucking Vin Diesel. And The Rock. Oh, they hate each other. Too. I know it's such a bummer. Yeah, I heard from yeah. the trailer. <laughs> in real life, they don't do any scenes together anymore. Oh wait, they really hate each other. Like, yeah, in real like life. in the Fate of the Furious. Oh, what? They, really? In the Fate of the Furious, they <laughs> do. They, they literally hate each other. And like in the Fate of the Furious, they'll be in scenes together, but they were never in the same room when they filmed it. It would be like the like the shot if you notice will be like the Rock, and then it'll do a cutaway to a different shot, and it'll be Vin Diesel, and they filmed them on different days, so they didn't have to work together. Wow, yeah. that is fucking insane. I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know how fucking, I don't, if I was an actor, huh, stretch. <laughs> I think that that would be, I wouldn't even want to do the movie. <laughs> I just yeah. feel like, I mean, it's, it's Vin. Di- it's, that is Vin Diesel's baby, though. He, he like, has been in that movie for 16 years. He's in every single movie. Oh, my God. Yeah. He's in more than, he was in more than Paul Walker was even before Paul Walker passed away. Because Vin Diesel shows up in Tokyo Drift. <laughs> well, damn. Yeah. Good job, Vin. Yeah, I fucking did that. Check that off the list. Was that franchise for me? Um, I heard it was just gloriously bad um, from the How Did This Get Made podcast. They did an episode with Adam Scott, and I was like, that sounds like something I should like watch. <laughs> Apparently, I heard something about when Vin Diesel... Um, first moved to like LA or something he would just rent like really fucking nice cars like lease them and then like go to parties in them like big, really? big parties and like people would like notice him and that's how he like got it in what? yeah that's insane is that true? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it is oh like I believe it I believe it oh my god yeah it's crazy it's crazy that's like <laughs> That's like the uh, the shitty like bro version of Spielberg sneaking into the production offices and just <laughs> bullshitting his way into a job. Yeah. <laughs> just like 
good looking strong guy with a nice muscle car. He must be important. Yeah, let's talk to him. He is now. <laughs> God damn it. It's a good idea. Yeah, I guess. I guess. You gotta have a certain look. Just pull it yeah. off. And... You gotta look like Vin Diesel. Yeah. Oh. Jesus Christ. I mean, he's. He's successful. I'll give him that. What else did you watch? Um, Is that it? No. No, no, no. Uh, see, Jordan and I watched a few movies this weekend, too. Oh, God. I don't remember all of them. I know we watched The Monster with Zoe Kazan, which was okay. She's great in it, but the movie's okay. Uh, the Devil's Candy, which was um, actually pretty fun, but pretty straightforward and just a lot of like old Metallica music with like really well shot like trippy horror Satan shit. It's pretty good. Um, oh man, uh, Gerald's Game. You watched Gerald's Game for the first time? Yeah, I've still not seen it. I loved it. Okay, cool. The ending is a little weird. Like it tonally just takes like a tonal shift in the last like fifteen minutes. That is like, like I didn't expect this. Um, I'm okay with it because the rest of the movie was fucking awesome. Yeah. Like, it was really well done. And the tone, like, I, the only people I've talked to about it were, like, Justin Rowe. I don't know if you know, and you obviously know Justin Rowe. Yeah. Um, he hated it only because of the ending. He liked it until the ending. And I was like, <laughs> I, I don't even mind. Like, who cares? Yeah. It was, like, well made, man. <laughs> I, I think I'll be all right. I'll be able to watch it. <laughs> there's there's a seat in it that I know you're going to really like. Uh -huh. There's a, a couple scenes that I think you'll enjoy, but there's one scene in particular that I know you're going to really what like. What are you trying to say? More chicks? I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's the only one. It's the only one. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> More robot chicks? Robot Computer chicks? chicks? Computer? Yeah. <laughs> Hooker scenes? They're gonna blend together? Yeah, step inside each other's skin. <laughs> um, I also started watching The Exorcist TV show this week. Oh. It's pretty, it's entertaining. <laughs> yeah? I don't, I don't How hate many it. episodes are you on? I've seen five. Jesus, Chase? <laughs> <laughs> really committing. I really got into it. How many seasons are there? It's on the second season now. It's an anthology, apparently. So it like oh, it changes. Yeah, like the first one is pretty directly related related to the movie. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, it's it's not a remake of it, but it's it's connected to it. Yeah. And then is there piss and vomit? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, There's like it's the same shit then. It's like multiple <laughs> demons in this though. Oh. Like more than one possession. Nice. Um, and like Gina Davis is in it. Alan Ruck is in it which is entertaining to see him in something. Uh, I like it. I mean, it's not perfect, but mm -hmm. it's pretty entertaining. Right on. Um, horror TV. Yeah. Your horror t it, it kind of reminded, it kind of reminds me of Hannibal in the way that it, it's like shot as well as Hannibal. And like, I watched like one episode of Hannibal and then like, uh, oh, you love Hannibal? Hannibal, the show is it's awesome. Great? Yeah, it gets oh, really? so good. Shit. The end of season two is one of the best in season endings I've ever seen in any show. Like it, it's up there with like top five what? best endings to a show. Seriously? Yeah, it's like so good. Damn, how many seasons are there, are there of that? Three, and I haven't seen the third season, but apparently it's even better than the second season. What? And the third season is uh, Red Dragon. Oh. And they're hopefully gonna bring back Hannibal. It got canceled, but they're hopefully gonna bring it back on Amazon. Mm. Um, and Brian Fuller does it. The guy did American Gods, 
And then, oh, really? Yeah, that's who does the show. Oh, what? Yeah, it's really good. Um, there's one plot line I hate, and that's that's the only problem I have with it. And you'll hate it too. It's the only plot line I have a problem with. Maybe I love it. Maybe it's shitty. <laughs> um, Got bad opinions. <laughs> shitty. But yeah, he wanted to finish out the show by going like he. It's like a prequel to Hannibal or to Red Dragon, and then I guess the third season is Red Dragon, the Tooth Fairy Killer, and then it's gonna go through the rest of the books. Wow. And like they were gonna have, I forget who was gonna play Clarice, but somebody really fucking cool was supposed to play Clarice. Clarice in the fourth season. So. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'll just jump on that then. I didn't know, you know. The first season kind of starts with like a murder of the week kind of thing. Mm-hmm. With a, it builds an overall plot, but like it still has that structure. But by the time you get to the beginning of season two, the end of season one, it is it starts getting really cool. Oh. All right. But that's basically everything I've seen this week. Wow. There's some a couple other things I watched. I just don't remember everything. Jesus. I watched too much. That's a lot. That's a lot of stuff. stuff. <laughs> My God. Um, wish, wish I had the. Uh, I just fall asleep. <laughs> I just fall asleep so fast. <laughs> I don't know why I don't. One thing and I'm done. I will watch. I've watched three movies in a night most of the week. <laughs> Damn. I wish I. Man, that sounds great. One day. It's solitary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'm fine with that. Yeah. It's fun. I enjoy myself. Um, but yeah, so let's get into the movie we watched tonight. All right, tonight Bring we watched um, In the Mouth of Madness by John Carpenter. Yeah, it was uh, it's a wild ride. It was great. <laughs> I love it. I had a pretty good time. I, mostly because of the acting is actually pretty good. I mean, Sam Neill at least. Sam Neill's always equal parts like entertaining ridiculous yeah. and like i can take him seriously yeah. at the same time like i can do all three with him like whoever wrote his lines you know might have been a little ridiculous but he's still like he delivers the well he does well. not just like what i like about sam neill is like a lot of those bees b horror movie actors will just say the line they don't like put any kind of inflection into it or bring any kind of personality to it it's just like oh no we can't go in there this is real man like you're just it's just generic like but Sam Neill, like, uh, that was, it's the beer. <laughs> but yeah, Sam Neill makes, like, it believable, like, he's, like, an actual character in yeah. the movie. Like, well, yeah, yeah. And he brings this, like, personality to it. The way he, like, draws out, like, fuck you. <laughs> come on, uh, come on, you bitch. <laughs> come on, you old bitch. Best line of the movie. Fucking Happy Gilmore's grandma. <laughs> just like hacking a guy to death with <laughs> an axe in the basement. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. It, it was fun. Um, the banter between uh, him and the cop, the, his like partner at the beginning, I think he's his partner. Um, like I remember like they're both doing like pretty good job. Like I was yeah. like, okay, it's like feels real. Yeah. It doesn't real feel like this anyways. is like setting up for like to just be cheese fest. It's not all exposition, like Yeah. I mean so a lot of it is, but it's done it's like coded in a way with the dialogue that it, you don't feel like 
a character is just looking at the screen going, and then you need to go here because this plot point is happening next. Yeah. <laughs> Which seems, well, it is John Carpenter, but it's also H.P. Lovecraft, and it's just, you know. John Carpenter borrowed all the like perfect elements from Lovecraft, and he's obviously yeah. skilled at making movies. Yeah, um, and the opening credits start with those just like, <laughs> this music starts playing, chugging along, like we're like he scored hard that. rock. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure he did. Uh, along with artist Roberts Robertson. <laughs> and uh, his name is his title. It's just like printing the covers of the books uh, for Sutter. Sutter Kane. Sutter Kane. Great name. Yeah. Sutter great name. Um, yeah. It's fantastic. I, I was a little off put towards the end when like you have like the synth music playing and it's like really tonal and then there's just this like drum beat underneath the whole thing. Uh, yeah, like, like the, it's like a, uh, like, a, like a, back to like kind of like a cop drama or something. I don't know <laughs> what it made me feel but it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you, there should be like some guitar like coming in like bow wow yeah. <laughs> or something that's very strange. But there's such like this tonal synth stuff like piano music playing and you're like why is there a beat under this? Like, yeah. why? And why is it that beat? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't fit. Um, but other than that I would, I'm okay with like the 94 metal music like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, like Metallica sounding stuff. It's the beginning and the end. Yeah. I'm like a little bit in the middle and you're like, why is that there? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's really good. So the movie is about uh, him investigating the disappearance of Sutter Kane, who's an author who writes horror novels very much like Stephen King. They even compare him to Stephen <laughs> King at one point. Even better. Nobody buys <laughs> Stephen King shit anymore. He's even he sells even more copies than Stephen King. Forget about him. Yeah. Fuck Stephen King. <laughs> so <laughs> he's, this character doesn't exist without Stephen King. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But, uh, so he's investigating and there's, like, it's like, <laughs> It comes up so much during his day, like yeah. After the first moment that a guy with an axe breaks through the window and says something about Sutter Kane, do you read Sutter? <laughs> do you read <laughs> Sutter Kane? What? <laughs> <laughs> Tries to kill him, gets shot, then goes home and hears about mass hysteria on the news and the reports talking about after reading like, the new release of uh, horror author Sutter Kane's novel. People are lining up and. Uh, violent violence is occurring because they can't get enough they, advanced they, copies. They can't read the next, <laughs> next book. book. Yeah, and, and like, and, he, and he's just like, fucking what? Who the fuck? This other Sutter King guy. And then they're in the meeting, and he's like, oh, is that the guy who writes those stupid horror books? Like he doesn't know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and says it to like the fucking editor, <laughs> to Charlton Heston. What, why is he in this too. movie? Yeah, I don't know. Favors. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I uh, he's good in it. I mean, in the two scenes that he's in. Yeah, he does a fine job. He's, I mean, crazy. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, it's not like you're watching Moses, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Love that movie. <laughs> the Ten Commandments. Love that movie, Moses. <laughs> that movie, Moses. <laughs> why haven't they made a movie just about Moses and named it Moses? 
True. Yeah. yeah the Ten Commandments, great. And then Ridley Scott. Noah. No, see, Noah did it. Noah did it. Darren Aronofsky did it. Yeah. I actually didn't even know that that was a Darren Aronofsky film. Really? Like, yeah, until like after Mother came out and I was like looking at like shit and I was like, he didn't know what? Like, yeah. what? If you watch it, you can kind of see his style there in like a couple scenes. It's very strange. I never saw the movie. Oh, I like Noah. It's not fucking, it's not his best movie, but it's better than you'd expect. It's not as bad as people said it was. Hmm. Mother was awesome. Did you see Mother? I said I'm not. Dude. Yeah, me too. I love Mother. Apparently that's like the most like uh, dividing statement of our, of this year. Is You love your mother? You love Mother or you hate Mother. We're all Norman Bates or something. Um, no. I loved it. I thought it was yeah, great. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's trippy. I haven't heard too, too much about it from anyone else. Go. Yeah, I want to go see it. For go sure. see it. It's a, I'll, I'll bring, it. It's I'll bring a nice lady to the theater. I don't know anyone. It's not a date movie, man. First date. First date, going to see Mother. Let's yeah. <laughs> go see this movie. Come on. <laughs> oh, that would be an uncomfortable date. But I'm the king of awkward. It'll be okay. <laughs> I, 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 if anybody can handle that situation, it would I'll be you. I'll flip the sitch. <laughs> Make it a oh, positive. those filmmakers. <laughs> what are they doing these days? Let's go grab a bike, maybe. <laughs> after the end of the movie, fuck this movie. <laughs> Want to get some food? Let's go get our money back. <laughs> we watched the whole thing. We want our money back. This movie is terrible. Who made this? <laughs> you? I heard the guy who didn't know what made kill this. Kill a guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> you kill a guy in the theaters. <laughs> You're responsible for this movie. That's how I fall in love. <laughs> if I get a girl to love me. That would make a good movie. Couple goes to see Mother, and the guy kills the dude in the theater after the movie, and then they fall in love. Yeah, it's like Natural Born Killers. Yeah. Oh, baby, I love you so, so much. much. <laughs> Thanks for doing that for me. <laughs> no problem, baby. We're gonna go on the road. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hunt down these filmmakers. We're gonna and kill then them actual, all. Actual have that cameos of the actual filmmakers, filmmakers. throughout it. Yeah. Be great. Yeah. John Michael and I came up with a movie idea once called uh, Who in the World is Quentin Tarantino? And it's like a kid who goes to Hollywood and he starts unraveling uh, this huge conspiracy that like everyone in Hollywood is actually Quentin Tarantino. And the face <laughs> of Quentin Tarantino is actually just some crazy homeless guy that they get to be like the face in interviews. But all of his movies are actually made by, it's like a well-guarded secret. Everyone in Hollywood is Quentin Tarantino. Oh and he starts God. unraveling the plot and then he gets like, people start trying to kill him and he can't like escape. and. Like that'd be great. I want to make that movie one day. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Who in the world is Quentin Tarantino? And then you get Quentin Tarantino playing himself, but he's like playing a homeless guy who's just crazy the whole yeah. time. Yeah, it's like uh, being John Malkovich. Kind of. Yeah. Charlie Kaufman, if you ever listen to this, yeah, call me. <laughs> yeah. We'll write this together. We'll make being John Malkovich <laughs> but with Quentin Tarantino. Tarantino. It's different, <laughs> but <laughs> we could use your help. Need, I need your guidance. <laughs> oh, well, back to In the Mouth of Madness. In the Mouth of Madness um, opens up, actually, before all that, him being put in the insane asylum. 
which you don't really need to see, but you don't see his face at all at the beginning. And it literally looks like the beginning of uh, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And it looks like you're just going to pan up to Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. He's like, like, <laughs> McMurphy's just laughing at the camera. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is he doing in this? What is he in this movie? movie? There are axes in this film, too. Yeah. There, it's The Shining meets One Flew. It could have easily been uh, Rosaria Dawson, Jack Nicholson, and Ian McKellen. <laughs> we, you, that, you just made a great movie up right there. That's a great movie. Yeah. Could have easily been that. Yeah. It isn't, though. No, it's not. It's not that. <laughs> we got um, fucking Jurassic Park. And uh, I don't know, the Teenage other, the Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know what the fuck that girl was in, and then the Ten Commandments, and like... Mm. And Wayne's World. <laughs> yeah, oh, that guy. Fucking, Fucking Dana Garth. Carvey. Stuck <laughs> on a bike. On a bike. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. I like him a lot. Because you can tell it's like a young guy with just a shit ton of makeup. makeup. Yeah, it's like <laughs> the first young guy she sees, and they just put a mask mm-hmm. on him. It's, it's it's all right. It looks fine. It was creepy. Yeah, it's fine. I loved it. I loved it. I fucking loved it. It's very, it's very entertaining. For sure. <laughs> um. So, in this movie, <sighs> after he starts investigating, you know, he's he he. Picks up a book. Yeah, well, he's the insurance investigator. Yeah. And he... He get, thinks they're kind of fucking with him to, like, start, like, some promotional shit for yeah. the new book. I love how they establish that he's just, like, a great investigator with that opening scene with the guy uh, who was trying to, I guess, get insurance money on the, the house that burned mm-hmm. down. Yeah. And, and he's he, just gorilla him. He's just, yeah, he's like, I thought I answered all these questions. He's acting the most guilty that <laughs> yeah. anybody could act. Like, yeah. he's, like, obviously guilty. Sweating his yeah. ass off. Oh, it's, it's really hot in here, guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ. Like, do we have to answer more questions? my wife. And then they show him some pictures of... Like, his wife wearing the wearing, stuff. Wearing, like, some fur coat and then, like, the and then, shit that especially burned... And yeah. then another woman wearing the same shit. And he's like, ha I got you. Yeah. Don't fuck around on your wife if you're going to try and commit insurance fraud with your wife. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if that makes you a great investigator or that guy just a fucking dumbass. Mm-hmm. But Probably pretty easy. Yeah. That seems like an easy... Literally like a, found his wife, talked to her, got the answers. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's like that easy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Said, know. hey, you're, uh, this guy's been cheating on you. Oh, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, and then that is supposed to tell us that Sam Neill is some like virtuoso maestro of an of a insurance fraud investigator. Yeah. The guy he's working with on the case he's takes him out happy. to lunch and he's like, you're the best. You've got, you've got the best I've ever seen for these cons. <laughs> you've never had a bad case. It's like, all right. I guess he's, I guess he's the best at what he does. He's doing great. And then, uh, Somebody tries to kill him. Then he gets called onto this new case that the guy was begging him to do about the Sutter Kane guy that now he's now heard about several times before he pretends like he doesn't, or I guess actually like he doesn't know who he's talking about in the meeting. And then gets, well, get, does, is, that, is it at that point that he gets sent out? Or do, no, he goes and get, gets the book. He goes, yeah, he goes and gets some of the books. Some nerdy kid says some weird shit to him saying, I can, he can see you. 
And he's like, oh, the fuck? Goes home, starts reading this shit. <laughs> we just say, too, this, this kid's glasses were taped in the middle, and he had scratches all over his face. Hey, it comes, like, deep scratches on his face. What, what the fuck happened? And then we're still bleeding. Yeah. Like, it just happened. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't really fit in. I don't know where that, you know, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe unrelated. What 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 happened to that kid? The <laughs> right before he walked into that bookstore. Yeah. Not very mise en scene, John Carpenter. <laughs> if it's the mise en scene, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> God damn it. Um, Ghost starts reading these books, falls asleep, has a terrible dream. Of a thing that happened earlier where he goes he's walking home in this alley and the cops beating the kid who's spray painting something yeah. on the wall it says ICA yeah and then, but then this time he turns around and he's got like a pig crusty nasty face and, and these people show up behind him and it's like the guy who tried to attack him and then a bunch of random people with axes and they start like hacking at the agent guy who tried to kill him earlier and it's fucking weird, and he backs up into the pig dude and then wakes up on the couch. Mm-hmm. And then the pig dude's next to him again, and then he wakes up again. And you're <laughs> yeah, like, and it's like, like oh my god. It's, it's a dream within a dream. Yeah, and you wanted to, I wanted it to happen again. Honestly. <laughs> it did happen again. <laughs> I really wanted just more of that over and over. Just constantly him just waking up. Yeah. Over and over and over yeah, like again. Halfway through, we get 30 more minutes into the film, and then he just, ah! he just wakes up on the couch. On the couch. Oh god. <laughs> What? <laughs> but um, I think it's at that moment that he, even if it's not, whatever, he's got all the Sutter Home. Sutter Home. <laughs> the Sutter Home. He's got all the Sutter Home <laughs> books in front of him. He rips off all the uh, front, covers. front covers of them. This he is starts- not explained why he has just decided to do this either. He yeah. just starts doing it. You know, and I think they could have done it better by like maybe showing like what the front covers actually look like a little closer. Maybe if there was like actually a pattern, they didn't really do that. He just starts cutting up these patterns, and then boom, it's like the shape of like a county. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't even get that context right away. You just see this like shape, and it like the camera does this slow pan down of, and you're like, what is the significance of that? I'm like looking at the images and see if it's trying to make like another image or something. And then it cuts to the next scene, and he lays a map down on top of it, and he goes, look, it's the whole, like it's New England. It's just part of New England. And how did you see that? Like, what person has the shape of New England so committed to memory that they know that like this little piece of a book put stitched together fits perfectly into the map of New England. It's a movie chase. Do you, I'm just do saying. you didn't like movies? <laughs> I'm just saying. I love this movie. I fucking love this he movie. He looked at a map. You want that fucking scene in there? <laughs> I just don't I don't understand. It could have it could have very well been in there, you know, and they cut it out. You know, he does that and then he goes, Wait a minute, and then he goes into his study. And he puts it on the map and he's like, Wow, it's the same fucking thing. Wow. I'm going to have to tell the boys about this later. He must really be... It's time to get asleep, though. <laughs> Wake up in the morning and do this. And do this later. Well, he must be the best investigator ever because he just knows. He is. We already know that. Yeah. Because he catches the cheating guy. I gotcha. I'm on the same page now. All right, cool. Um, anyway, does that. He's like, we got to go to this place. It's a real place. Man, I'm going to call this, you know. 
uh, anytime recently, but you know, it used to be this place called uh, the, the Hobbit's Den. Hobbit's Den. <laughs> With Gandalf the Wizard. Hubs, Hubs End or some shit. <laughs> it's like Hobbs End. Hobbs I think. End, yeah. I think the book's called Horror at Hobbs End. Yeah. And uh, so then, uh, Chief. Chief, yeah. Chief and sends them off. <laughs> Moses, Moses sends like, him and Styles. Style. Linda, Styles. Linda Styles. Linda Styles. What a name. Yeah. Oof. So oof. The Rosario Dawson wa- uh, wannabe. Yeah. Or wish. I wish it was yeah. Rosario yeah, Dawson. Yeah, we all wish. But it wasn't. Um, it was Linda Styles. Little Dell. Great actress, though. <laughs> but, uh,. So they go off, you know, to start investigating this shit in uh, Hobbs End. Uh, really weird shit happens while they're driving. They're having like hallucinations of like people on bikes, and uh, then she like hits. She's driving. She hits one of them. She okay. Or, so or it's like it's like, like she passes this kid who's like riding his bike, and it's got the like cards on the thing or whatever, and then. She keeps going, and then she comes up, and it's like the same bike, same figure, same coat, and everything. And she passes him, and it's like an old man with white hair. And she's like, "What the fuck?" And like, tries to say something to Sam Neil, and Sam Neil's asleep. And then she keeps going, and and then passes the same guy again, I think. And then is like freaking out, and then looks ahead, and he's just standing in the middle of the road. And she runs over him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's like, what? And also, when Sam Neill is driving, to wake her up, he pulls out a fucking <laughs> horn, like a little honk. Like clown honk thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, what the fuck? He honks <laughs> and then hides it really fast. Yeah. And she wakes up and she's like, she's like, what the? And then she starts hitting him. Yeah. Like really hard. And he's like, I didn't do anything. What, what did I do? Like, what did I do? Bitch. <laughs> it was just a, that's a weird scene. It was weird that he like just pulled that out. Like they were like, like they just brought that prop and told him to do John Carpenter explaining this to Sam Neill. Like I just want you to honk it and wake her up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just be like as an actor, I, mean, I think there's a better way to do this. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're trying to like make him out as like a prankster or something. Yeah, yeah. But like they never really go back to that. No, the rest of the movie, he's just in, like insistent that that yeah. whatever's happening isn't happening. His character. Yeah, at all. it's like him doing that is just it's weird, but. Yeah. Oh, well. fucking hilarious! Yeah, right. it's I loved it. <laughs> but yeah, so she's driving, and then all this happens, and she—I think she goes to, to check on the kid, and he's just and like, "He won't let me leave. He won't let me stop, or whatever." And she's like, freaks out, keeps and he driving, like gets and then, up and rides away. That's like, right. He just yeah. like, <laughs> and there's like sound effect that's <laughs> fantastic. It almost looks like he's like flying away, and then he knows that he is actually he's on his bike, bike, but. The way oh they shot God. that was pretty great. It was fantastic. I love that. Uh, and I love the following sequence where she starts, uh, like, she like, goes off the road and the, the lines go away and she's, like, over the sky. And then, like, just shows up in Hobbs End. Like, that whole sequence is... It is pretty, yeah. It's it is pretty trippy. Yeah. yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, so then she's there. It's fucking daytime. And she's mm-hmm. freaking out. And yeah. You're, and you're freaking out. And I was freaking the fuck out. And Sam Neill was not freaking out. Yelling at the television. Sam Neill's getting up. He's like, man, I must have slept all night. (laughs) It's like, fuck you, Sam Neill. (laughs) I hate you right now. But then they like start checking out the town. And they go to the hotel. And uh, Happy Gilmore's grandma is there. 
And they're looking at some weird painting on the wall. That I like that whole painting bit with like yeah. the character keeps turning around and like yeah. they keep changing and I like it a lot like when it turns into like the Cthulhu monsters. little creatures. Those like, look so good. They look great. Yeah. I would love that painting in my yeah. house. Like I want that I want to commission someone to paint that. <laughs> It'd be so good. Um, but Happy Gilmore's grandma is acting sketchy as fuck and super weird, and it's great. I love how she's acting because she's being all, you know, she's very like, wily. Yeah. Like, I've never heard of him. Like, so you're like, who's Sutter Camp? Oh, I've never heard of the man. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're lying. <laughs> oh, okay, whatever, Lanny. Let's get a room. They go up there. The fucking um, Sam Neill, what's his name? Uh, John Trent. John Trent. Is that his name? I think that's his it's character's some, name. Some Trent. It's, I think it's John Trent. Yeah. Generic. Well, him, and, him and Linda, they're, you know, kind of arguing because it's like, it's real, it's here. And he's like, well, if it's real, then there should be a church right out this window. Z-going. No mm-hmm. church, it's a fucking barn. A damn big barn at that. And she's like, you didn't read uh-huh. well enough. It was on the east side. Uh, fucking opens the window. And, then and there's, there's this crazy looking like, chapel. Fucking, yeah, like what the hell? It's like Bloodborne Some shit or from something. Russia. Yeah, <laughs> like, it's like the Kremlin's not. What? <laughs> yeah. It looks awesome. Yeah, I it love looks great. I, Okay, I want to make this very clear for people. I love the way this movie is shot and it looks. I love it. I love the effects. It's weird. Some of it doesn't make any fucking sense, but it looks awesome. And it's entertaining as fuck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's very entertaining. I'm in it. It's, it's, it's great. You know, yeah. It's not a film that I'm going to be like, you know. I would recommend it to somebody. Oh, I would definitely recommend it. You know? Yeah. People need to, to see it. Like, but it's Sean Carpenter. I kind of knew that going yeah. in. It's yeah, like, exactly. it, we go from Castle Freak to In the Mouth of Madness. There is, a, like, they're both worth watching. Mm. For completely different reasons. The best, the, the, the completely different reasons. Yeah. yeah, they're very, I don't know, just like the Cthulhu thing, there are very, very many, uh, there's so many stages, stages of, you know. Of the cosmic horror stuff. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think this is like the essence of what Lovecraft, like In the Mouth of Madness has that Lovecraft essence. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah, feels like, much more like it than, um, Honestly, like from Beyond or Castle Freak, even Reanimator. Yeah, you know, really does feel more like it. But I don't know a lot about H.P. Lovecraft, but still, I I feel it. Yeah, well, I mean, the universe is so diverse and stuff, and like, there's so many different things. But I loved in this, I love that they took the like knowledge, it turns into insanity, and insanity is just being able to see the actual reality. And it's just everybody else can't see it, so you appear to be insane. So, like, knowledge is, like, the downfall kind of thing, and as well as, like, the key to understanding what's going on. Um, I yeah. love that. And that's, like, a huge Lovecraftian theme that you don't see in a lot of those B-horror-like <laughs> things because it's such a complex idea of, like, knowledge, like, the, the search for knowledge and the, this, the like, attain, like, attaining that knowledge causes you to become insane because you're not actually insane but you're perceived to be insane because mm-hmm. you're actually seeing reality for what it is and it's like horrifying reality's horrifying yeah and it's a that's like a dark thesis you know and they yeah, don't they don't other people don't get to that this did yeah yeah i'm, I'm happy that there's no uh pineal glands <laughs> yeah 
<laughs> protruding from their heads in this movie, but it is very much the same kind of idea. Yeah, it's similar. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, it's similar. But and there's still monsters in this, and I love that. And like mm. the fucking scene where he rips himself, and like that was great. That's crazy. Yeah, that was that great. Is like, it like starts off, you're like... That looks terrible. Oh, God, what is this? And then like by the end of him ripping himself up, there's just a page ripped yeah, in, like, in the, the wall. fucking world. Yeah. And it actually looks pretty fucking great. It looked great. And I like it a lot. I like, I like what that suggests mm -hmm. as well. I, I like the meta aspect of this movie, yeah. too, where it's like the people who don't read the book, see the movie, and then you're watching the movie. It's yeah, just like it's what awesome. you're seeing. I love that part. Yeah. The end is great. Um, <laughs> yeah, but the way that he cuts the end, it's like the movie he's watching is all the funniest takes. It, yeah. <laughs> I actually, right after we got done with this uh, movie, I looked up in the mouth of madness, and like the first still image was just it's him, him laughing. Theater laughing. And I was like, that's awesome. I want like, I want that. I want like, like a poster. poster. Like, that. Yeah, just Samuel it's laughing. really good. Yeah. Just like have Sam Neill laughing and then like Jack Nicholson sitting at the bar in The Shining. Like right next to each other? That would be so perfect. <laughs> That'd be great. It's a great decoration. But I'm sure there's a third we can find too that will fit in nicely. But oh, those are Those are really good together. Yeah, absolutely. Both of them in the stills of them laughing. Yeah, like, those are awesome. Yeah. Dude, I, speaking of The Shining, I am trying to do the Jack Torrance costume for Halloween and I fucking looked up what the jacket is he's wearing so, so so I can just try and find it online or something. And I don't remember the style. It's called like Boostin or some Boostin or something like that. But Boston. <laughs> I wish. So Boostin. Boostin. Uh, I don't know that I don't forget the style. I wrote it down somewhere, but it's it was handmade for the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's in this Busan or something like that. It's a certain style of a jacket and it's corduroy and it and it's obviously the burgundy. And the only thing close to that jacket that you can actually purchase is $2,200. <laughs> they like, don't make that jacket. Like it's never been made, except for that oh movie. Oh my God. It's someone just bought the jacket from the movie from an auction at Warner Brothers for 60,000 pounds. Holy shit. Yeah, that's how much that jacket's worth. It, you can't find it. Like, there's nothing even yeah. remotely similar I to mean, it. I mean, I understand the, you know, original for sure. Well, the original, like, it's the history, movie history, and like, yeah, but it's awesome. actually an original piece of clothing, and it's never been manufactured. You can't like, the the closest you can get to it is still twenty two hundred dollars. Yeah, Jesus, it's insane. I was like, oh, the, that makes this costume so much harder. Why do they not? I thought people well, had you can't like get it perfect. You gotta get it close. I want to get close, but even to get close, it's expensive. <laughs> There's no like pre-made costumes for it or anything. Like, I'm gonna have to get real creative on how I make that jacket. All right, well you can do it. I believe in you. I just thought that was a nice piece of trivia that the jacket sold for sixty thousand pounds, and the closest thing to it is a twenty-two hundred dollar jacket. Hell yeah, that's a good range. <laughs> yep. Shoot for the middle. <laughs> right in between. Right in the middle, yeah. <laughs> Probably get a pretty nice one. Mm. Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> um, man, we like already went to the end. We're like we're close. <laughs> I mean, there's not much. Okay, so this movie feels like 
something that could be summarized in like a Kurt Vonnegut. Like, what, have you you've read Kurt Vonnegut, right? Absolutely. You know how it's sometimes in those books he'll like say like like Kilgore Trout, and he'll like explain the plot of one of Kilgore Trout's novels, and it's like half a page. It takes like half a page, and it's always something like to do with aliens and sci-fi or horror and then has like a, a funny meta ending to it and then it just moves on yes. this whole movie the summary of this whole movie just to summarize could it be. could be done in a half like a Vonnegut style half page yeah it's true that's what it feels like like <laughs> man like uh, a series of horror novels comes out and an investigator is sent to to investigate the missing author and as he reads them he starts to realize that reality is being dictated by these books and uh, as he discovers he has no control over it and monsters are going to come into the world he has to uh, he accepts the the fact and goes to see uh, and because he can't read the books he goes to see the movie instead or something i mean i'm like doing a shitty job of like writing that out but like that's what it is (laughs) yeah that's, that's pretty much exactly what it is and it's got some little filler to make it 90 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like some trippy, you know, it's like, film. It's good, but. trippy visuals and stuff. And <laughs> yeah. like, it's like well paced and like, it's fun to watch, but like, that's the, like, that's the plot. Yeah. That's all the plotting that happens. Apparently the end, like when that slimy busting door, like finally opens up and all those monsters are behind it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like there's like, 30 different people controlling the monsters through like animatronics and like puppetry and shit. <laughs> really? So like behind all those monsters there's like 30 men and like 30 guys. People. Yeah. <laughs> like that's great. I love that's that. Hilarious. <laughs> that's hilarious. That's hilarious. I can just picture that on set like cuz like everything that's not in front of the camera is probably just like people to the sides and like just crew members standing there like, this looks fucking shitty, man. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see it, though. It would look so cool. I think it would look cool. see all those people behind it. Yeah. It'd be oh, awesome. Man, that's awesome. I love that. It looks really good on camera. Like, I thought that those effects, the monster effects look great. Yeah, they look fine. They're yeah. just, you know, I think the monsters themselves don't, don't look great. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, yeah, they're ugly little, like fucking animatronics or doll like puppets basically they're giant puppets I'm assuming I think they look how they're supposed to like, yeah you know it works yeah I think that like that's like like how they look was a was a choice like and they were probably pretty satisfied with it yeah <laughs> and it I works like I don't know I don't know about those <laughs> it's alright <laughs> it works the monsters weren't really like the big thing in this in this, uh, in this movie, they, they, they were, were in there and stuff, and, and they're like, implied and stuff. But like, it wasn't what the. But that's never what the. That's like a, never what a true Lovecraft story is about. The monster shows up, but like, it's it's more about the character that's trying to to summon the monster or yeah. like fight the monster. <laughs> it it's it's great. I loved it honestly. John Carpenter still has it in nineteen ninety four. Is that is that when it came out in nineteen ninety four? Mm-hmm. Hmm. This came out since we've been alive. Oh. Oh. A lot of his movies aren't like that. Yeah. You know, I realized I realized that the uh, um, the writer, I already Sutter Sutter Home. Sutter Home. He uh, is in Beer Fest. That's it. That's what I feel like I Is he really? He is the like lead of the German team. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to rewatch Beer Fest. Beer Fest is pretty great. And it's been since high school since I've seen that movie. Uh, 
I think Super Troopers like, 2 is about to come out, though. I know. And I, I don't know. I don't... We'll uh, see how that is. Yeah, we'll see. I'm not super excited. I, I'm temp... I'm, I'll watch I'll, it. I'm going to watch I, it. I, I like their... I like, I like the, the Broken the Lizard. Troop, yeah. yeah, I like Broken Lizard, but... We'll see. I, I think Club Dread's pretty funny. I don't even think I've seen Club Dread. It's their, like, horror... Uh, it's the first movie they made. It's oh, like okay. a it's yeah. like a horror comedy though. It's like the island like island party thing with the like the mysterious killer just like murdering island people. Mm. Um, island people. Island people. <laughs> people on the island partying like a bunch of teenagers. Fucking fucking bullshit. It's hilarious though. It's, Damn. It would like yeah, to watch that. I, I, we should watch that sometime. All right, let's watch it sometime. We could do it on the podcast one day. Yeah, maybe. But yeah, what would you... Uh, hmm, let's see. H.P. Lovecraft. This is a pretty good one. I like this one a lot. I would... I'm probably going to rewatch this film. Like, you know... With other people. With other people, for sure. I feel like this is, like, something that... Um, it's, you know, it's like... A lot of friends that like sci-fi and like, you know, not not quite par, you yeah. know. <laughs> Just uh, it's so fucking awesome. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend it. Yeah, and same. I would, I would, I'd be like, what? You haven't seen this? <laughs> All right, we're watching it. Yeah, <laughs> you know? like, it's, it's one of those for me too. <laughs> it's great. Definitely, like, would share us with other people and really enjoy it. Um, I don't know. I'd probably give it like. 22 balloons out of 36 balloons. It's a good, it's a good movie. Balloons. (laughs) I'll give it like, uh, let's see. uh, Like three out of, uh, three out of five uh, horror novels. (laughs) Three whole horror novels? Three whole horror novels. Out of five. It's pretty good. Not bad. That's a it's a six out of ten. It's a six out of ten. It's a, that's a six out of ten. That's bad. Mine's um God, this movie's fucking. This is fucking it's fucking it's it's what it is. Mine's an eleven out of eighteen. Okay. Can't really divide that down much more. Oh, there you go. So fooled them. Twenty two balloons out of thirty six balloons, man. Alright. Well, all right. Uh, I don't know what we're doing next week, but we'll figure it out. I don't know. Well, let's talk about it. Well, let's talk about it. Okay. Let's, let's wrap this up. I, uh, I mean, we we didn't get super in depth this week on like the trivia or uh, like walking you through the plot or anything like that. Uh, I think we talked about Blade Runner for like a solid half hour at the beginning totally, of this, totally fine. I'm, which I'm okay with. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, like somebody, fine. We had that. to. Yeah, you, we have to talk about Blade Runner. <laughs> um, we're still in October. I know that these aren't going to be released in October, but we're in that trend. Let's do like I'm trying to watch as much horror as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're in the same mindset, so uh, I don't know. Do you want to do a shitty horror movie? Do you want to do a good horror movie? Do you want to do something like? that we've heard is good and neither of us have seen. I would love to see something that we neither of us have seen, for sure. That'd well, that's, be awesome. That's my, yeah. You know, that's the... My hope. Open our eyes to new, new, new things. things. Yeah. Uh, 
But uh, um, I don't really care if it's serious or not. If we can find a good serious horror film, I guess even if it's bad, if it's bad enough, it's great. Yeah. You know. Well, yeah. Exactly. Um, you just have to be careful with horror that you don't just pick a bad film. <laughs> yeah, because that can happen. I think it can happen in any, in any genre. You just pick a bad movie and be yeah. like, oh, that was boring as fuck. And then we can just be mad. Yeah, and then rant about it on the podcast. But I would like to avoid that. <laughs> just tear something down. I would like... Oh, I will never shit entirely on a movie because if it exists, somebody tried. Yeah. And the fact sure. that somebody tried and got it made and it got some kind of distribution for us to have been able to see it, then kudos, because that's not easy. I, I know that's not easy to do, mm -hmm. so. Like, I will never be like zero. Yeah, and we watched it. Yeah. <laughs> we watched your shitty it, film. film. Yeah, and like, good good on you for even trying. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's so, even if it's a terrible movie. Mm -hmm. Bravo. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll try not to, to completely rip some of these people apart. Yeah, I'm sure I will, though. <laughs> I, mean, I know we will, but like, the end of the day, you're still going to get some kind of, yeah, we're, like... we're talking about you, all right? Calm yeah. down. You're good. You're fine. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I have no fucking ideas. I've never, seen, really... I've never seen Trick or Treat, the anthology movie. Um, With Anna Paquin and stuff. Yeah, I, I, I've not. Either. I've never I've never seen it, so I would be that's something I would like to watch. Okay. Um, Definitely on the table. Uh, Cult of Chucky. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, any Chucky movie, I'm I'm in. You're down. I'm game. Okay. Uh, Brad Dorif has continued to play Chucky since the first one, uh, and yeah. Brad Dorif is awesome. <laughs> He's in so much good shit. Uh, I. I'm also in for any of the Hellraiser movies. Oh, yes. We should definitely do... Uh, I would like to watch... I've it. seen one and two. I've not seen two, but I want to do four. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you've heard some nice things. I've heard some nice things, and Adam Scott's in it. Oh, yeah. And I would love to do that movie. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. We should definitely do the Adam Scott Hellraiser and the Paul Rudd Halloween. Dude, yeah. I'm down. That's definitely going to... Yeah. Those are on the table for movies we have to... That'd be great. Have to do. It's just like a, it's just like a double episode. Like, yeah. You're just like... The Adam's Got Hellraiser and the... Uh, back to back. Paul Rudd Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> we could do that in the same... That can be a, like a theme episode. That could be our Halloween episode we do with Ben. Mmm. Benny boy. If we can get Ben to watch one of those Famous before. ass... Rich, Rich motherfucking Ben Gilbert. Yeah. You motherfuckers know who we're talking about. <laughs> and he will be on this podcast in the coming days. Yes, he will. Unless he bails. Get excited. Because he's so busy with all of this shit. What the fuck does that do? Jew have to do? <laughs> what, does he, what does he not have to do? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his life is anymore. Yeah, nor do I. Busy motherfucker. Mm. Anyways, we will hopefully have him on in like two weeks. Yeah. So that could be a fun dual episode. Mm -hmm. Watch the Adam Scott Hellraiser with him and have him watch the Halloween before he gets here or something. <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Yeah. I love that. All right. Well. Uh, well, 
you you've caught a glimpse of what we might be doing next and i'm sure if you're listening to this you're going to see the next episode and you'll know what we've chosen so, <laughs> yeah. like on the list of episodes yeah. so sorry if we changed our minds you know? yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, found something better hopefully yeah <laughs> not, you know fuck whatever yeah. anyways thanks you for thanks thanks you thank thanks man you. thank man for tuning in tonight uh we had fun watching this movie we hope that if you watch it you have some fun too and uh Go see Blade Runner 2049. Oh my god, go see it. It's so good. It's really good. Go see that in IMAX. If you don't watch the movies that we're talking about before you listen to this, it's kind of weird that you're listening. Yeah, I don't know why you're listening to us right now. Because like, we're not that entertaining or funny or... Uh, like. Yeah. There's someone who's just listening to this like, I gotta see that movie. movie. God! You know, that's the dream. That's the dream, you know? Like, I want to reach someone's life. I want someone to... Yeah. Be bored in your car. Just listening to random fucking shit. About a movie you've never seen. Like, I, I get it. And I hope that I, we are that for you. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. I've been there. We, on the 24-hour car ride from Orlando, Florida to Boston, was, uh, there was lots of pod, like random podcasts and listening to people talk about movies that I've never heard of. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.